0: Welcome to the always on podcast. I am your host Duncan McPherson on this podcast. Our objective is to enable our audience, which are high caliber fee for service professionals to always be working on their business personally and professionally. And to that end on today's podcast, I had a great conversation with Kathy Durrell, who is one of the owners of lavish cards. You probably know lavish gallery style cards are a perfect way to show your clients that you value their business and more importantly, you value the relationship, especially into the next generation and the entire family tree. Ordering is simple and the client experience and feedback you'll get from your clients because of lavish cards is unrivaled. And in this conversation, Kathy and I discussed several good ideas, but I'm convinced you're going to get at least one good idea when it comes to your card sending strategies to strengthen client relationships. So. I look forward to your feedback on that. If you like this podcast, please like and share and tell your colleagues. And if you have any ideas on topics you'd like to hear on this podcast down the road, just let us know. Thanks for listening. I'm so excited about this conversation. I even bought a new shirt (laughs) to uh, commemorate our first in-person, like live in the boardroom podcast guest Uh, Word of caution right up front, do not be misled by the simplicity of this theme. We're going to talk about timely and timeless business development ideas that will drive your practice forward. Uh, Two quick things before I introduce our guest. I'm calling this one good idea because often I hear people when they attend a conference or engage with a consultant they, their their objective is that they just want to get one good idea that they can translate into results. And this conversation is going to focus on an idea that I'm absolutely convinced provides a financial professional with the highest ROI, return on investment, of anything they could possibly do when it comes to competitor-proofing clients, capturing money in motion, especially with next gen, which is something we're going to talk about, and, of course, advocacy introductions. But I also want you to expand your thinking, because this might cover some ground where you say, well, I, I, I do that, or I used to do that. It's amazing how many people say, you know, I used to do that, and then I stopped. And uh, what's interesting is they got faked out. They The the idea became so familiar, and they got bored. And uh, yeah, I'm going to cover that in a second, but let me get right to introducing you to Kathy Durrell who is the main part of the husband and wife team at Lavish Cards, along with Glenn Durrell. Lavish has a, I would say, a cult-like following in the financial services space because of the quality of their cards. Uh, You joined this community about 12 years ago, Kathy?
1: Yeah, about 12 years ago.
0: So, Kathy, you and Glenn ran a successful award-winning photographic company. Mm -hmm. And you made the pivot to taking beautiful photography and putting them on cards and enabling financial professionals to use them in their client relationship management strategies, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We used to shoot lots of weddings, lots of commercial. Glenn traveled all over the world to shoot. And we never took one landscape photo, one close-up of a flower, nothing like that. So this was a brand new concept for us. We couldn't go back into our archives and pull anything. So we knew who our client was. So we right. photograph typically for, you know, communications for business professionals.
0: Okay, excellent. I'm just going to qualify this a little bit because there's a bit of a dichotomy because uh, we're going to talk about some very innovative strategies around cards. But we want to focus on the simple uh, I'm a big fan of Confucius. I don't know how much you might have read about Confucius uh, going back 2,500 years ago, but he had a great quote. He said, life is simple, but we insist on making it complicated. And I think when it comes to cards, in fact, I coined uh, a phrase today. Yeah. I want to test it for the first time. <laughs> don't embrace the shiny and new at the expense of the tried and true. Wow. Yeah? Yeah. You're not just saying that?
1: I'm not just saying it. (laughs) I do like shiny things, though.
0: True, (laughs) true. But you kind of remind me of my wife, who still to this day cannot believe I get paid to talk. (laughs) Like, she's not convinced they listen. Well,
1: (laughs) yeah. When you ask her what you do, she is a little confused.
0: Well, I I don't know if I told you this, but I used to uh, test some of my new ideas like that on her, and uh, she'd roll her eyes. It was like talking to a slot machine. Yeah. Yeah, That's can, what we
1: do. <laughs> <you're
0: really good. laughs> and by the way, a uh, little bit on Kathy. She takes mental, physical, spiritual, economical health very, very seriously. So thank you for that rejuvenational drink this morning. The turmeric and ginger <laughs> it was fantastic.
1: And if we hear any grumbles in your tummy, <laughs> we'll know why. Uh,
0: awesome. So uh, hit Kathy up for some great recipes on that as a value add. Okay, so let's let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. Like at this point, everybody's saying, seriously, a podcast on cards. I mean, come on, how do you make this interesting? It is going to be interesting, I assure you. The first thing I want to talk about is the concept of professionalizing and standardizing your card-giving approach. And one thing you told me that I really like is the difference between, it's not just a good idea, but it has to be a campaign. So instead of a transaction, a, a tactic, it's an habitual approach. It's part of the core of the business. Can you can you ease in with that?
1: Well, you know, we all think it's such a simple concept. You know, having a greeting card. You know, I sell lots of greeting cards and sometimes you know people just don't use them or they call me back and they're like i've still got a stack of greeting cards you know in my desk what can i use them for so i tell them you know every time you're thinking about someone if you've read something in the paper or you've heard something mm-hmm. Just send out a greeting card because it's that personal contact. It takes your, you know, your business relationship into a little bit more of um, an intimate relationship where they have something physical from you. And um, but it is not an easy thing to do because we just don't do it anymore. Right. Which makes it a rare sort of practice for people to do.
0: Well, again, part of the dichotomy is finding the balance between the art and the science of relationship management. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your clients are like our clients. I mean, they're financial professionals, right? And I keep reminding them, you're managing three things: you manage money, you manage a business, and you manage people. Mm-hmm. And I want you to approach managing people with the same level of importance that you manage their money and the, that you manage your business and cards do that in such a uh, meaningful impactful way. Now, okay, so let's let's split this a little bit in the spirit of being process driven. So there's the reactive approach and then the proactive approach. Mm-hmm. The reactive approach is when something occurs in a client's life and you want to slow life down a little bit and help a financial advisor celebrate that for a client. Mm-hmm could be the birth of a child, a grandchild, could be, you know, a setback uh, that they have to uh, acknowledge or could be anything. That's another level of client service. And that that's a lost art. That was something that was very meaningful going back. But you, you've got advisors who are bringing that back and it's getting results, right?
1: It is. We have, you know, we go from really small offices, you know, one person offices to huge corporate. Right. So it's, everything's sort of specialized and that's what we do you don't just go to the store and buy a card that has a general greeting and in it we can customize that greeting to relate to where that person is what's on the front of the card they can even bring us their images and we can create Mm. something together so that it's very personal from them to their clients and i think that that just adds an extra bond to that
0: relationship Okay, so I really want to get granular into some of these best practices and anybody listening in can sort of cherry pick and decide how they can supplement your current approach. But what's very important is in addition to the reactive approach, responding to critical life events, moments of truth, milestones, achievements in a client's life, then there's the proactive and that's the scheduled consistent approach and people who know me know that one of my favorite campaigns is the thanksgiving card and that is so you've been doing that for the entirety of your career in this space and i'm going to assume that that has generated massive feedback
1: well it was a first campaign so when we first got into this we were thinking about starting a greeting card company. was just before U.S. Thanksgiving. So Mm. by U.S. Thanksgiving, the fall colors are gone, you know, here in North America. So Glenn actually had to fly to New Zealand for our first campaign. But it was so important, right? We knew that it's an easy, easy way to you know, reach out to your clients and say thank you at Thanksgiving or to talk about gratitude or, you know, gatherings and, yeah. and you know, that sort of thing. So, we knew that that was going to be really good and we thought that was sort of a, you know, a stepping stone to other things and it has been. We do everything, but really the Thanksgiving, if I give people advice, they call me up, they've talked to you, right? And they're like, okay, Duncan McPherson said I need to talk to you and When you call lavish cards, you can talk to me, you can talk to Glenn, who's a photographer, or you can talk to two other people. So you're only talking to people that are right there doing the work. So we'll give you ideas, but the Thanksgiving card campaign is the easiest one to do. And it's a really great one to sort of see how it works for your business. Yeah. You know, and you're sending out. A card when not very many other cards are coming in that mailbox, right?
0: Well, and that's just it because way back when I was telling advisors, always look for ways to achieve professional contrast and not swim in the pool of sameness. So I would convince advisors not to send a holiday card or a Christmas card in December. There's other things you can do mm-hmm. to differentiate, don't go through the motions, Thank- send a Thanksgiving card. In the fall, beautiful imagery. It's a unique touch. And generally, families get together, if not as much, maybe in some cases more often Mm -hmm. around Thanksgiving, especially within the family tree than even other holidays. And so it's just a great time to say, hey, thanks. Thanks for a great relationship. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your family. But again, back to the, the theme about the campaign, once you do it, it has to be consistently done. There have been right. several times where I've convinced somebody to do it, and then I've had to convince them to keep doing it. Right. So they're not conspicuous in the absence of doing it. And then it just builds on itself. You've seen the same thing? Yeah.
1: And just like you, I've talked to people saying... I used to send greeting cards all the time. I don't know why I stopped. I'm like, I don't know why you stopped either. Because right now, like I said, it's so rare to get that greeting card. So it just sets you apart. And it's a more bespoke way of reaching out to your clients. I mean, we're all just there's noise from oh, everywhere, yeah. right? And I, I don't even know how many emails I mean, everybody's the same way. I'm not yeah. unique. You know, I just and sometimes I delete emails that I shouldn't be deleting, because it just looks <laughs> the same, right? So, you know, getting that special little something in your mailbox, or, um, you know, we've got I mean, I've got stories and stories and stories about financial advisors who actually at, or at uh, Thanksgiving deliver a pumpkin pie. Right. And so we always have a pumpkin image. You know, we we've known over the years, we always need, you know, something food related. So it's cornucopia or, you know, pumpkins, that sort of thing, beautiful landscapes and, you know, something that speaks to people, but something that can stay on a mantle for a long time too. So we want people to keep these greeting cards up so that they're a speaking point when they have gatherings, right? I mean, Thanksgiving is the food holiday, Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? It's like everybody's inside, in kitchens, in dining room. Yeah. So it's such a nice thing to have this beautiful, you know, handmade greeting card sitting there for people to see.
0: Did you say food? I could eat you
1: don't like food, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the high-tech, high touch dynamic, and uh we're gonna we're gonna hit on several of these points, but I, I've been like a broken record saying that the more technology creeps into our lives, the more the human touch matters. And there's something about a physical card that activates that sense of belonging, mm-hmm. that safe harbor. I'm in good hands and I feel compelled. To share that. And what's interesting, if the last three years have taught us nothing, it's taught us that a financial advisor today wears way more hats Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when it comes to relationship management than they used to. Yeah, I mean, I've had advisors tell me that they are life coaches, marriage counselors, family dynamics advisors. Covering ground, not just because of demography shifts, but because of how emotionally jarring the last few years have been. And a card can sort of punctuate and culminate the concept of caring. And there's a great mantra is if you can find a way to show a client that you don't just care about them, but you care about what they care about. Specifically, like something like a card, and you were talking about the impact and the shelf life. And we're going to touch on that in a second, but I do want to hit you up for some stories of how cards have been the bridge to advocacy. Okay. And I, I know one story back to the Thanksgiving card where a financial services team every year sent a Thanksgiving card to a client, and the cards were so beautiful that they became part of the table setting, you know, five or six or seven years of cards sprinkled around the table as part of the decorative setting. And it prompted the conversation, where did you get those cards? And it led to a conversation about the financial advisor. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a sideboard, Duncan. It's not the table scape. It's a sideboard scape. So it's a little different. A sideboard.
0: Uh, oh, that's the supplemental the table. Yes, yeah. okay, so gotcha. we're
1: dining. It's on the sideboard there. We're so back to food, though. I know. Well, I have a story about food, but <laughs> it does. It's. We'll do it later on okay. but um yeah i have well i've got a, a couple well more than a couple of stories i hear that often and i love hearing back from my clients and they come back to us year after year so it's usually you know something that happened before we are e-commerce but mm-hmm. I love when somebody calls our toll free number and orders from me, or you yeah. know, we can do things for them that maybe they can't do on the internet. And mm-hmm. Not that I want to make myself really busy and have everybody call me up all the time, but um, no, but that's know, part of the
0: value add, though, right? Absolutely. Because you've crowdsourced all these ideas based on observations from the field, so they're real. They're not, yeah, even just ideas. They're proven strategies. Yeah,
1: and like you said, I mean, one good idea. So I have. My clients that bring me ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and then we go back and forth. So, okay, we'll do the sideboard. So okay. it's sisters. So it's sisters that live together. They have had their financial advisor forever. So he sends them every year a beautiful thanksgiving card and that is his only card that he sends every oh wow year. so he sends that out to all of his clients that doesn't happen with everyone some people send birthday cards you know valentine's mother's father's day mm-hmm. you know Chris, that sort of thing but he does the one campaign and he sends that to all of his clients and he sends the same card every sorry the same image to each of his clients and i'll tell you why he does this and when he told me this, I went, you're right, we need to do this. So he picks a signature image because when he goes back to these, this he's invited to these ladies' house, they have every single one of his cards up. So if he sends them the same card, uh. <laughs> they will have a record of it. So, you know, I think we probably have, I don't know, there's five or 600 images on our website, you know, to choose from. Um but we go back every year and he tells us it's really important to send out that signature image. And so now I relate that to our clients, too, because people see our, you know, all those images and they're like, I want two of these and I want five of these and I want to send all of these. But the thing is, you can't remember from year to year mm-hmm. who you've sent that to. So back to simplicity, sending out that one signature image is easier as a business practice than Writing down the name of each card, right, that you have sent. So that's part
0: of your value add. You you've got this vast yeah. portfolio of images, but you'll ensure that the advisor sending that card is not sending a card that was sent in a previous year. Yeah, correct. Okay. I mean, that's it, very, as very a
1: campaign. But we also have you know advisors that use the same imagery when they onboard clients ah. when they send out you know a thank you card. You know, thank you for coming in to the office. Um, We have an advisor that has three different images of ours, like artwork on their wall that he changes out seasonally. He only has Mm. three three seasons for him. so (laughs) (laughs) um, And he will send out seasonally. That's his signature card. So he only orders three cards from us for client's coming in. So anytime somebody comes in, he writes them a thank you note and they've seen that image mm. on his wall. So it's sort of his branding. You
0: it's know, a reinforcement. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's
0: good. I like that. That's yeah. a, that's a very subtle, but uh great practice. Yeah. Um,
1: did I okay. answer your question? Yes. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes you did. And we're going to connect a few more dots as okay. we work through my little agenda here. Okay. Um, the fundamentals of sending cards, and and I don't want to sound like we're overthinking this, but these are just tried and true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm tempted to say my phrase again. Say it. It's maybe okay. or oh, just it might be too yeah. soon. Okay. Yeah. I'll, okay. But probably at the end. Back up. It's that good though. <laughs> good. So,
1: did you run it by your wife?
0: No. Oh, no, okay. I literally this okay. morning. Is we'll, I will
1: just see then.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it holds up. Okay, fundamentals, impact and shelf life. So so every card, and we're going to talk about some of the uses for cards with prospective clients, strategic partners, existing clients. Uh, you can build this into your service model and client experience because, again, client experience is just as important as your technical ability. But impact and shelf life. Impact means... Anything you send to a client has to stop them in their tracks. Mm -hmm. You know, I've said, you know, people sort their mail over a garbage can. So you want to make sure it just, they're not in a trance. Like it literally stops them when they go to this mailbox or they're at home and they're sifting through all the flyers that whatever you've sent, there's a pause. So... That starts with, you know, the envelope, Mm -hmm. the quality of the envelope. Mm -hmm. I know you like to ensure that there's an actual postage stamp (laughs) on the envelope.
1: I've had discussions with people saying, I'm just putting it through the machine. And I'm like, (laughs) am I going to sell you these cards or am I not going to sell you these cards? Because we really, anything that has our name and our brand on it, is the best. Even our paper suppliers said, oh my gosh, this paper has gone up so much, you know, in the past few years, should we go to another paper stock? And I'm like, no, this one has been the same paper that we've used forever and ever. And it is the most, it's beautiful. So that mm-hmm. was my first thing. It's also North American made and we have the envelopes made to match exactly. Mm-hmm. So we can do that locally. And it's just how I want our brand to be. Mm -hmm. So if it has our name on it, it
0: has to be good. Well, people crave consistency. So if there's no deviation, that's a validation. But also by virtue of contrast, a lot of people sort of took the bait and cheapened and dumbed things down. And of course, that quality of envelope and even the weight Mm-hmm. Like I've been on the receiving end of your cards. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever ever told you that where I've had
1: people sent. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: our advisors, maybe I had a really good consultation or I happened to meet them on the road, and they sent me one of your cards to thank me for that interaction. And that's one of the first things I said is just even the weight of the card. It felt more substantial.
1: Yeah, it is different.
0: So the impact, the the envelope. Have you have you heard of anybody using lumpy mail? Like putting something in the card? Yeah. Like
1: we, well, we actually have, um, and she came up with this idea and we didn't have an image to match. So Glenn actually said, can you make this happen? And I said, yeah, let's do this. So she sent out, and this was during, you know, when nobody was going Mm -hmm. out and about. So she sent out to her clients a teacup. On a fancy little, you know, I had a beautiful English Ooh. teacup. And so we photographed a teacup, little biscuits, and she sent two tea bags in there. And so she said, let's sit down, make yourself a cup of tea, and we'll sit down and just have a phone conversation. So that was, you know, I went, oh, wow, why didn't I come up with that? Right. And I think it took a little extra postage because our cards, like you said, are heavier. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so they are you know first class stamps so just a regular stamp um but she probably had to add 20 cents or something onto that could that
0: be financial planning to a (laughs) t oh my god Oops! yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're good it's a safe space
1: okay so duncan i'm gonna talk about food
0: wait hold on really i want to i want to talk about lumpy mail for a second believe me i want to hear about food okay So, next gen, for a second, please indulge me. I've heard some crazy statistics, not just in terms of the amount of money that's going to change hands, but the advisors that are deliberate about next gen at a minimum will retain at a minimum 70% of the assets that go into motion from one generation to the next if they subscribe to Confucius who said, dig your well before you're thirsty. And I'll give you an example of that. So, I know a financial advisor bought into the cards, the concept, they do it right, they don't try to cut corners. And when a client has a kid or a grandkid They send a beautiful card commemorating that massive event and they include a silver coin with the year of the birth, of course, like a Mm -hmm. current year. And it is so impactful. Now, I'm not saying get into the gift giving business, but I am just saying like, just who else does that? And Believe me, there's all kinds of coins. Like one of my favorites on this are the uh, Royal Canadian Mint. Do you like silver, by the way?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I like all things shiny. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> the uh, RCM has the coins with the little baby's feet on them for the year, and they're pretty
1: it, cute. Oh right, my gosh!
0: <laughs> the presentation is just... and I'm telling you, you talk about impact, and this is all positioning. It's not a tactic. It's just. Paying tribute and uh, celebrating something that is just so meaningful. I mean, how 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 could something that's happened a hundred billion times still be considered a miracle? Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just awesome. So that is my favorite form of uh, lumpy mails, a silver coin within a lavish card to com- commemorate. And it could it doesn't have to be just the birth of a of a new human. It could be graduating high school, right? being accepted to a university, like plant some seeds in a timeless, impactful way. And the shelf life, I mean, shelf life means it cannot be discarded.
1: Well, it see can what be I did s- it? discarded. Yes. See it can be spent by a 13 year old.
0: who, So you
1: might have to tuck that away until the teen years have passed.
0: Good point. Sounds like you've got some uh, experience there. So shelf life is bottom line is I cannot bear the thought of getting rid of what you sent. And I know you've got some great stories around clients who are so moved by a card, let alone whatever Mm -hmm. happened to be in the card, that they frame the card Mm -hmm. Have you ever considered launching your own podcast? Not sure how to start? Outsource it to the best in the business. We did. Our trusted partners at Proudmouth have a turnkey process to take care of everything. Add predictability to your marketing efforts. Visit them today at proudmouth.com. Do you aspire to consistently attract and keep great clients while driving the enterprise value of your business? Do you want to achieve professional contrast by supplementing your technical ability with a consistent client experience driven by best practices? The Blue Square Toolkit brings the proven Pareto Systems philosophy and process to life in a way that tethers your team so that you can competitor-proof your clients, gain their full empowerment, and attract quality referrals all while restoring liberation and order in your life and all in an intuitive, easy to use turnkey solution. Visit bluesquaretoolkit.com to get your 14 day free trial today.
1: And that's how we have So everything that we put together from the get-go has been archivally produced because we were so used to with our business beforehand, we had to make things that were gonna last forever. You know, family portraits, wedding albums, um, big things that go up in commercial offices. So that can't fade away. It has to be good, good product. So that's what we always brought into our card making. So, you know, we've had even our printer people, say why don't you actually print on the cardstock and i'm like no it's not it, anybody can buy a printed card this is a handmade card with an actual photograph handmade so
0: this is a very important distinction <laughs> i should have mentioned that right out of the gate these are not
1: we just take it for granted because know. that's all i see and that's all you know
0: Well, let's bring one of these cards over. And if you're just listening, I'm I'm just holding up a card. And I'm going to talk about this theme in a second as well, because it's a compass, that navigational theme. But every lavish card is an actual photograph of a beautiful image mounted on the card. And when you look at it, it's so vivid. It pops off the card, but then you actually feel tempted. Like you actually feel it, right? (laughs) I know. We're trying to take that off. But no, you you just sort of like... (laughs) How is that done? It's meticulous. It's beautiful. I cannot, like, this stops people in their tracks, but also there's no possible way this can go in the recycle bin. This gets displayed. Like, we talk about own the mantle. Right. But I've heard other examples where it sits on someone's desk Mm -hmm. or it gets framed because it's such, it is literally a piece of art on a card.
1: And I think with, the addition of glenn's signature on every single card which <laughs> he does not sign every card <laughs> it looks pretty good though. Done. it is good you know it just adds an extra sort of yeah you know a bit of poshness or something right that an artist actually created this card and is proud enough of that image mm-hmm. to put their name on it right so it's um yeah but having said that, we're really starting to see people sending us their imagery mm. and we put their signature on the card and then on the back. Oh, really? Of-
0: their signature. Okay. Their signature. I never thought of that.
1: Yeah. So we can have their signature on the card. Most people are too shy to do something like that. Right. But they will. We really encourage to have a little something on the back. We had, I wish I brought it with me. Um, we had a, 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 Guy, and I've talked about this before with you. And so he's in Texas. So every time he lives out in a farm community. So every time he goes from the office home, he's in big sky country, mm-hmm. and he sees cows and beautiful scenery. So one day he stopped because it was the most perfect cloud. And there was cows, like beautiful cows in the field. So, he took a photo, and we incorporated his verbiage, and I wish I could remember it all, but it was something about until the cows come home, right? Mm, So, perfect. and then he put a little, um, you know, at Macy's Field on Highway 54, something photographed, you know, by this person's name. And I was like, okay, that's brilliant. I didn't come up with, you know, that concept. And it was just, He was at the perfect place at the perfect time. And I'm sure his clients got that. And it just added, you know, a level of, of, you know. I can imagine. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's, that's again, back to the crowdsourcing, open source mindset you have and uh, getting so many good ideas going both directions. mm -hmm. I do want to jump back onto that symbol of the, of the compass for a second, because um, part of our core is that we, We just remind financial advisors that they're they're needs-based, they're values-based, and they're goals-based. So they they know what their clients' needs are now and in the future as they evolve. They only strive to align themselves with clients that are aligned based on their values. They see the world the same way. Mm -hmm. And they're goals-based. They know what financial independence means to a client. And you know what's interesting on that the 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 subtle value of planning is not just to look to the future it's to liberate someone to live fully in the present it just removes something to have to worry or think about mm-hmm. and just be there which is incredibly profound in my opinion that came off wrong but <laughs> I know self-important, but my my point here is when you're when you're purely goals-based, and then you symbolize your value, you you make it easier to be found. Okay, so you think about client acquisition; you can go out and find new clients, or you can be found by new clients. That's the beauty of advocacy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you use cards that have a symbol around not what you do but what your value does okay so so if you think about that this is a compass that speaks to direction Mm -hmm. trajectory it's subtle but it gives you something to point to I, i want everybody to think like don't go through the motions when you after you've met with a prospective client especially if they've been introduced to you send them a thank you card even send them a card in your introductory kit before you meet them that speaks to what your value does. Mm-hmm. You know, a compass, something navigational. Like I know Glenn has taken some great pictures of sailing. Mm-hmm. So it's not the wind, it's the set of the sail.
1: Yeah. And every time he sees a bridge, if the light is right, he's photographing Oh my
0: it. gosh. I'm going to have a tear in my eye in a second because I just love bridges. <laughs> and I remember a financial advisor and I don't even know if it, maybe it came from you an advisor who embraced the bridge branding as part of his identity, he he put wall decor, his cards, all mm-hmm. bridges. He, in his burbage, he said, you know, we build the bridges, we cross it, we're the bridge to your financial goals. He literally had a client call him and say, do you realize every time I see a bridge now, I think of you, <laughs> it's this instant association, yep. which that's branding, right? Yeah. So when you give it some personality and identity, I know we've talked about the SWAN, right, Mm. as an acronym, sleep well at night. I mean, I know compliance might have a problem with that, but the the premise of just liberating someone to live their life uh, with fulfillment and anticipation, because you've got this, your brand identity with your cards can do that with prospective clients, existing clients. These are an imprint. It's just a gentle reminder. Another Confucius, by the way, he said, <laughs> you're not supposed to laugh.
1: <laughs> I'm just smiling with with sound.
0: You're thinking of Shawnee, right? My <laughs> wife, you're thinking like, wow. Yeah, she puts up with a lot. Uh, Confucius did say the water dripping on a stone will eventually leave a mark. If you keep imprinting your brand identity in your cards, and your branding strategy overall, it just creates this moment of recognition that triggers uh, a readiness that when a a client's in a referable moment, they know exactly how to take action. Mm-hmm. Not to endorse and say, "Oh yeah, call my advisor; she's great." Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm calling my advisor in your behalf because I trust my advisor, but also I feel I'm doing you a disservice if I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so. We couldn't possibly cover all of these great strategies in this conversation. But I'm telling you, when you call Lavish Cards, have a conversation before you do anything and just talk it through, get some ideas, get it flowing, and then uh, you'll be able to act with confidence. I do want to talk about technology.
1: Are you going to let me talk about food first? Oh, yes,
0: of course. Go.
1: And it has to do with brand. Oh. This morning when, you know. Because I'm coming and speaking with a world-class speaker. After me? <laughs> Stop.
0: It. You've got another and one? I'm like,
1: those? oh my gosh, what are we even talk about? Duncan has so much. He's always 20 steps ahead of everyone with thought. And I was thinking, you know what? And I think somebody else has already taken it, but you are your brand. Mm-hmm. So I think about food. And yes, you can make food at home, but sometimes... And just like, you can do your investments at home. You could do your own real estate mm. at home. You probably can't do your own dental work at home. So this doesn't work for dental.
0: Well, flyers and enough rum, you never know. Yeah, maybe.
1: But you know, so you have choices when you go out to eat. And yes, you can go fast food. And you go to fast food and it's exactly that. It's You get food and it's fast. You can sit in a restaurant or you can drive through. But sometimes we go to a restaurant that has linen napkins, it has beautiful music playing and not saying the fast food doesn't have, you know, all the best 80s hits, because it's kind of my <laughs> genre, but you know, you sit in an atmosphere, and you get surprises. So you get sometimes you get a little appetizer, the chef sent out for you. At the beginning, you get a the linen napkin, you know you get a really beautiful little candy or a little something at the end you have somebody guiding you through your whole experience so they're telling you what's in each one of these dishes that you get so i feel like a bespoke greeting card is almost like that amuse bouche the napkin asking to talk to the chef right and just letting the chef know how good your experience is and so That's, I feel like you're not going to send somebody to the fast food place if they ask for, where should I go and eat? Well, if you just want to get full and then feel a little sick, go to this place. But if you want an experience and you want to be really well taken care of, go to this place. So that's how we built our brand as that and so, uh, and I just see it working for our clients too, right?
0: Well, it's a great analogy because the operative word there is experience, client experience. So you go to a great restaurant, it's kind of a given that the food's going to be good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we go to a restaurant and we tell somebody, a new restaurant, oh yeah, the food's great. Yeah, It's the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I say food was great and... The service, the experience, the ambiance, if I go on and on, I pile on, now the conviction comes out.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, It's not to downplay the conviction of someone's technical ability, but it's it's difficult to exceed expectations with technical ability mm-hmm. alone. It's not just what you do, it's how you do it, right. how it's delivered, how it's perceived, and then how it's described later after the event when that person's not in the room right? So that's a great analogy. Yeah. Um, let's, okay. I know
1: we went on to branding and I know that's a a different food. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I thought that would get you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, Shawnee, you, Glenn and I, we, how many restaurants do you think we've gone to around the world? It's gotta be a big number. Yeah. But the key here is we, we strive for the experience and that is what's memorable. The taste is memorable, but it's when when the when the server comes and picks up your napkin and refolds it beside you, mm-hmm. how hard was that?
1: Yeah. Or I think of the Asian fusion restaurant. So it was Mediterranean Asian fusion. And they use a lot of smoke in their everything. So they brought a little box with a bill in it. And when you opened the box up, a little poof of smoke oh, yeah. came out. And they're not a high-end restaurant, right? Like uh, they're they're mid-range right so they're not you know you can only go there the key
0: is just break the trance like people based on your comment about the noise people are bogged down so just snap them out of it yeah with something meaningful like that okay let's talk about technology because we want to combine high tech high touch these cards are very high touch but there's so much high tech that now has to be considered okay so First of all, I want to talk a second for about uh, about change. Getting somebody to change a habit, a ritual, a pattern that's deeply ingrained is not easy. Henry Ford had a great quote. He said, uh, "If I gave people what they wanted, I would have given them a faster horse." Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes the innovation has to come from the provider. Okay, so one thing that I know you've embraced, and I'd like to think we've embraced it, is AI, like technology with AI. Steve Jobs said, the key to innovation and change is to think it through, but embrace it, not be threatened by it. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how AI and this technology has impacted your clients and the cards they send?
1: Well, you know, like you said, it's, it's an evolution. So when Glenn first started photographing, he was such a purist, right? He wasn't taking, if, if there was a piece of gum on a sidewalk that he photographed, he left it there. There was no Photoshopping that out. And then, you know, he hung with me a little while. And I said, no, that gun's got to come out. (laughs) And, you know, this, we've got to organize this a little bit better, right? Like, it's got to be something that people are proud of, not just going, oh, the photographer stuck to his guns and he's not changing, right? He's not changing. Great analogy. So even when people send us their photos, Glenn throws a little photoshop fairy dust on there and just makes them a little bit better so people can go oh wow that's yeah i'm a pretty good photographer so you know it's that fairy dust but just recently we've been just testing some ai stuff and for verbiage it is because we tried some yesterday right you just ask a question and you tell it to you know write a greeting card in 20 words or 30 words with San Francisco in mind, or Bay Area, or the Okanagan or something, and it comes up with great verbiage. Instantly. Instantly. So, that's something that will make my job easier, too, Mm -hmm. because people always call and say, well, Duncan McPherson suggested I come and talk to you, and we can come up with some verbiage, and I'm like, okay, okay, we can do this. And we have lots of great verbiage on our, you know, suggested verbiage, that's business, business. And personal. So a Mm -hmm. good marriage of of the two. But honestly, with this AI stuff, it's it's crazy what you can do.
0: Well, what I like to sort of compare it to, it's like starting in the messaging red zone. Okay, like you're not staring at a blank sheet of paper trying to get inspired. You're in the red zone instantly, and then you can personalize and customize it. So there's two tracks here. There's the messaging and all of that functionality that AI can bring as an opportunity, not a threat. And then of course the imaging. And I I want to talk about the imaging in a second, but I do also want to say, so our financial advisors as part of their strategy and tactical meetings with their best clients, right? The 20% of the clients who generate 80% of the business, they send out an email with the agenda in advance, priming and creating predisposition for that meeting they use the agenda and make it goals based and needs based and values based as reinforcement for the actual meeting and if the meeting is done in person or via zoom they will use ai now zoom as an example has what is called read ai as a bolt-on you can literally add it on to zoom and it's, it's so much better than talk to text because what it will do is it will capture the interaction, but formulate it in a way that is actually interesting to read. Oh. Now, as part of the follow-up for the strategy and tactical meeting, the advisor will say to the client as he or she or they are leaving, we're going to send you a summary of this meeting and what we discussed via email what used to take them an hour to create that summary Mm -hmm. now takes them about 17 minutes where literally the read AI produces the document. The advisor and the team can review it quickly, make some little tweaks and then send. And the clients love it as Mm -hmm. part of the experience. And then anything that is revealed based on form. So any changes in their family, occupation or recreational life and their aspirations that is new or gets achieved can be acknowledged with a thank you card after that strategy and tactical meeting. And not so much a thank you card, but a card that just commemorates that new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, so there's the messaging and what AI can bring to the table But you're also talking about how the imaging can be impacted by AI.
1: And we've been playing with that. I mean, Glenn just did something funny, like just to come up with, because we've been talking about it for a while. So it seems so weird. 12 years ago, we were creating cards that Glenn wouldn't even take a piece of gum off the sidewalk, right? To embracing AI. But we often have our clients say, oh my gosh, you know what, Georgia in the fall is amazing. You should come to, you know, Cutler Bridge and you need to come here. And Glenn needs to be at about 400 places at the same time photographing. So that's why we started encouraging our clients to go out and, you know, if you're, send us your files, we'll see if we can work with them, right, for you. But now with AI, you know, it's really exciting. It's not quite there yet, but things are happening so fast. I had a conversation with Glenn and I said, well, like and he said, it's not there yet. And I said, well, like, when do you think? And He goes, Oh, probably by the end of the year. I'm like, wow. So that probably means October. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because if if we think it's end of the year, it's October. So I'd love to, you know, it's exciting for us to incorporate that sort of excitement and uniqueness. And I mean, anybody can, can do that. You can create, you know, a greeting card with, you know, a piece of whatever art that you, you make or do AI. It's not quite there yet for photorealism, okay. the printing process. But maybe
0: the rendering? The
1: rendering. And so this is what Glenn did. So he took, he was watching a video and he said, Kathy, you have to come watch this. And so he watched a guy take a cowboy with his face. So he took a cowboy photo that he photographed his face and put it in an old West sort of scene. So that was great. But then he also took that same cowboy and rendered it in a tulip field. Mm. So it was, it was so funny. He thought that was hilarious that you could actually do that. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure we're going to be selling cowboys in a tulip field, but you know, so it's, it's it's happening and it's exciting. And you would think something as old-fashioned as a paper greeting card that has a real photo on it, like such an old-fashioned idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, greeting cards have been around since, I mean, they found relics in ancient Chinese and Egyptian mm. times. And, you know, the first mass greeting cards were made in Germany in 1400s, right? So they've been around forever and ever. But now to have this new... AI, you know, and incorporate that into an old fashioned idea. It's, it's great. And lots of people, some people are like, oh, AI is going to be the end of us and, and stuff. And it is advancing really quickly. But I think if we can use it for positive things and, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be great.
0: Well, it's interesting. And I think the website Glenn was saying, Was mid-journey, was that it?
1: Yeah, he's looked at a few different ones, but mid-journey seems to be one. Well, I'll
0: just give you a personal example. So over the years, my kids playing hockey, I kept all their hockey sticks, all the broken sticks, all the sticks that they outgrew, and they just sat in a shed. And then, you know, they're now actual people and they're out in the world doing their thing. I still have these sticks. So just looking for ideas. And, you know, it's funny. You can go into AI to get inspired and just type in hockey stick art. Mm-hmm. So how to turn a collection of hockey sticks into art, wall decor, or whatever. Great ideas instantaneously. And not that you're going to necessarily take that idea or those ideas literally, but just to get you into the process of thinking it through. And now I've memorialized two boys, their hockey lives into some wall decor in my office uh, that I'll keep forever. And it's
1: with $10,000 worth
0: of broken sticks. <laughs> yes. one of the most <laughs> expensive pieces of art I will ever own, <laughs> but uh, worth every cent. But just, the again, I just wanna close the loop. The whole premise is, and I'm just gonna say it, don't embrace the shiny and new at the expense of the tried and true. Just gonna let that land. Is it, is it more or less impressive when you say it again out loud? I don't know. But there's a sweet spot there. <laughs> I'll just move on. There, there's all kinds of new things to embrace, to complement and supplement the tried and true, the time tested. So cards are a great idea. Mm-hmm. But a better idea is to professionalize and standardize it in the form of a campaign. Set it and forget it. Repeat Mm -hmm. and let clients crave the consistency of your automated processes, but also the thoughtfulness of sending something that has such immense impact and shelf life. And at a minimum, if you've not formalized this yet, at a minimum for your most deserving clients, the 20%, your favorite ideal clients.
1: Are they always your favorite?
0: Well, that evolves, no question about it, but um send the Thanksgiving card. Just say thanks for a great relationship. Enjoy the weekend with your family. Make that imprint and then talk to Kathy and Glenn at Lavish Cards about how they can help you round out your card sending strategy. Because if you're looking for one idea they will give you the biggest bang for the buck, the biggest ROI when it comes to competitor proofing, converting customers to clients and clients to advocates in the form of high quality introductions, I defy you to find an idea and an approach that has more impact than these cards. That's my view. And I I could parade financial advisors through your office who would say, hands down the best thing we've ever done. So, um, I'll give you the last word.
1: Well, I, I think you've talked about the Thanksgiving campaign. And my, well, not my favorite, my favorite, I will say, is the campaign. We have great success with people that we set up with a spring campaign mm-hmm. or a summer campaign. We do like Fourth of July and Canada Day and things right. like that. So that's a summer campaign, or just we've got a great image of four kids jumping off a dock. And you know what? Everybody can remember how good that feels, right? So, if you can let somebody go to their mailbox, open up a card, and just let them have an emotional feel, right? So, and it's a surprise. So... I don't know. I just think the campaigns are great. I love the birthday cards, anniversary cards. We have, you know, advisors that send Valentine's Day cards as well. I mean, that's a special one, but it it has to be the right verbiage that goes along with that. Um, So people are always coming to me with ideas, but I do think get campaign cards. So the same image, find a signature image for that year, send it all through the year. Even if you're doing birthday cards, I always suggest a signature female card a signature male mm-hmm. card or just one card for that it's a nice landscape or something you know and use that and then don't reuse that card again but i think the campaign card is the easiest card to send out and you always know what image was on that card because i can guarantee people will come back into your office and they'll say Duncan, I love that card. Where, like, where was that? And if you're going, I have no idea what card I sent you, right? But or,
0: you keep track of all that. But,
1: yeah, but you know what? If you're sending out a campaign card, which is one card to all your clients, or to your twenty percent clients, or whoever you choose, mm-hmm. um, you know what image you've sent them all.
0: The seasonal strategy is such a powerful approach because of the seasons of life, the symbolic element of that, but also again, spring—it's just renewal and um, the spring. Part, and, and there's yeah. a great tie-in metaphorically around investing. I mean, the the, the seasons of investing, and you know, it's interesting about the doc. We had a party.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and somebody brought a bottle of wine and it was called cannonball oh. <laughs> and the image a very subtle silhouette of a kid jumping off a dock in yeah. a cannonball and i said to the my friend uh you know him yeah. i said why why this wine he went off it was he was transported talking about his own childhood right. and jumping off a dock yeah. and i said so it had nothing to do with the wine he said, "No, it's I, I hope it's, choice, though. it's a decent wine. There's no question about <laughs> yeah. it. But that he did not buy the wine because of how he felt the wine was going to be. He was personally connected to the image, to the brand, and the brand yeah. and the and the concept and how it transported him. Mm-hmm. And he bought the wine again because, of course, the wine delivered. Mm-hmm. But he was still connected to that theme. So I can't overstate." the the energy that comes from making those connections and not going through the motions. So um, with that, I'll just say thank you very much for listening. I hope there's one idea you can get from this that you can add into the repertoire. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out to Lavish. They've got all kinds of best practices on how to tie in the symbolic aspect with your branding, the campaigns, seasonal, whatever the case may be, and other proven strategies. So, Kathy, thank you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Duncan.
2: (laughs) Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Always On with Duncan McPherson, where our objective is to enable professionals to always be working on their business and on themselves. Want to learn more about Duncan and his team? Visit ParetoSystems.com. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and/or guests, and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Pareto Systems. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast is powered by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. If you're like me and want to spend more time educating people and less time selling, Proudmouth helps turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. They will help amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans. Visit Proudmouth.com to learn more.